Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program where we provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. And each and every week, we discuss important subjects such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care, and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit us online. We have a really nice website. Feel free to check that out at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so we had to shift gears today. Uh, today, I was supposed to have my friend and uh, special guest on, uh, Peter, uh, Peter Newman. Uh, he's, uh, he has the long running radio show called Money Line with Peter Newman CPA. And, uh, I called Peter and I said, are you sure you can, you can do it today? And he's like, Steve, is there any way I can bail out of this? I am up to my ears in taxes. <laughs> this is his absolute busiest time of the year. I was hoping to have him on before uh, April the 15th. Uh, I thought it might be a long shot. We had tentatively scheduled that, but he's just not able to make it. Certainly understandable. No worries at all. So I told him I would circle circle back with him after April the 15th, let him take a breath, and then we'll have Peter Newman in here, and I want to have him in for the entire hour so that we can review uh, you know, the taxes, senior, everything senior-related that, that is everything that has to do with taxes and money and long-term care insurance and all the things that Peter deals with every single day uh, around seniors and their health care and their costs of long-term care, et cetera. So that'll be a really great show. So instead of the the awesome and interesting Peter Newman, you get me for the day. <laughs> so uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll try to make sure this is just as good of a program today as if Peter were here, and then, and then we will have him, uh, Peter Newman, back here on the program uh, here maybe later in April or for sure by May. All right, so I wanted to talk to you today about something that, uh, frankly, I don't think I've ever really discussed or really broken down on this program, and it's resident rights when you're living in a senior care community. I'm going to focus on long-term care resident rights, 
in Kansas, but guess what? They're the same in Missouri. They're also the same at the other levels of care, residential care, assisted living, home plus, and intermediate care facilities. So uh, I'm just going to keep this uh, simple, and I'm going to go just straight down the middle with resident rights in the state of Kansas for long-term care and, and understand that the, the rights are the same in Missouri as well. All right, so this is straight from the state of Kansas regulations, and they summarize resident rights like this. And this is a quote. I'm just, I'll just read it for you here. The resident has a right to a dignified existence, self-determination, and communication with and access to persons and services inside and outside the facility. So if you want to break, I'm, if you want to break it down, I mean, that just said a lot, but what does that mean? So I'll, I'll go ahead and break it down. The first two are really, uh, really, they may be so obvious that they may not be obvious. The resident has the right to be notified of their rights. That, that sounds silly, doesn't it? You have a right to be notified of your rights. And then guess what? You have a right to exercise your rights. Now, although that may sound really, really obvious, it's this is actually really, really important. I got to thinking as I was preparing for this and kind of reading through a lot of materials to prepare for the program today. And, and I have to say, back in the day, now, now we're talking a long time ago. We're talking in the 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s. I don't think you could even find resident rights anywhere. Now, I, I also want to, I should probably, I should, probably should have already set this up. I am going to sound pretty negative towards uh, towards long-term care communities, and you know, other, also known as nursing homes. Okay, it sounds like I'm going to be just beating the heck out of them today and picking on them. I am not, but I'm going to show where a lot of these rights are, frankly, really dropped or not followed, not really uh, followed through on. I'm also going to give some examples of how they are supported and they are followed through. But I'm probably going to have more negative examples than positive. So just a fair warning, I don't need a bunch of phone calls and and uh, angry emails from my my peers in the senior care community. I'm not beating up on you, but I'm just kind of calling it like it is, which is what I do every single week on this program. So back in the day, resident rights, what do you mean, what, what resident rights? <laughs> this is where the term, this, during these, the dark days of long-term care is what I'll call it, this is where the word or the term nursing home earned its very negative reputation. I don't think resident rights, I, I, I know that they existed, but uh, they were probably at best an afterthought. Judging by most of the places that I knew of back in the day. Okay, let's get positive now. Fortunately, today, today we have improved immensely. I would say today especially with the efforts of person-centered care and culture change, resident rights are front and center. 
Absolutely front and center. So, Steve, what do you mean by person-centered care and, and culture change? There is a sweeping national effort, and, and definitely locally here in our our listening area in Kansas and Missouri, sweeping efforts to be more home-like and less institutional. Well, Steve, that... Uh, you're living in a nursing home. I mean, that that's not ever going to be like your home. Well, no, it it's not going to be like your home. But let me tell you something that is like your home. Some of these places you don't. They used to get you up at seven o'clock and everyone lined up and you and you get your breakfast, whether you're hungry or not, whether you're tired or awake. This is when breakfast is seven o'clock. You miss it. Too bad. So sad. See you at lunch. That's not what you do at home. That's what you used to do back in the day. So what do you do at home? You sleep in, you wake up, and you have breakfast when you want. Well, guess what person-centered care is now now means in, in not all, but a lot of long-term care communities. Our residents wake when they want to get up. They don't have to get up at any particular time. We don't. They're adults. We don't tell them when they have to get up. They can wake up whenever they want to. And whenever they're ready for breakfast, they can come down to our dining room or we can help them to the dining room, whatever it takes, and we will serve them a made-to-order breakfast, whatever they would like to eat that morning. That is like something that you would do at home. It used to be you get two showers a week, whether you need them or not, (laughs) right? And that's all you get, tough. Two a week, boom, that's it. Those are the rules. Person-centered care and culture change would say, how many showers or baths would you like per week? If you'd like one every day, then we'll help you with one every single day. You want one three times a week, four times a week. You like your shower in the morning. You like your, you like to bathe in the evening. Whatever you would normally do, we want to continue that here in our community. I had a place that takes culture-centered care or culture, uh, excuse me, person-centered care and culture change to the next level. I was on a tour, and the lady said, you notice anything different in here, Steve? And I said, no, I'm not sure. And and she said, do you notice, do you see any medication carts in the hallways anymore? I looked around, I'm like, no, actually, I don't. She said, we're walking down the hallway one day, and we said, well, wait a minute. Would we have a medication cart at our home? in our hallway walking down to our bedrooms and they're like no we wouldn't we would never have one at home then why do we have one here so they there there was a closet on each and they don't call them halls or units they call them neighborhoods there's a closet on each neighborhood of the four neighborhoods they converted that into the apothecary that's the little drugstore that's where they dispense medications and they sold all the med carts and boom that is culture change in Action. So all of these things contribute directly to resident rights. After the break, I'm going to give you another example, and I think probably the most difficult part of uh, kind of, this is like turning the Titanic. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens slowly, but I'll give you another example of uh, person-centered care and culture change that does tie directly into the resident rights. 
But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. A resident living in a nursing home in the state of Kansas or Missouri, paid for by Medicaid, cannot move to another facility. Is this statement true or false? The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. Super simple. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the big microphone right there on the home page or, or the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and boom, you are in. It'll start streaming, streaming to your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever you have. Really is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. A resident living in a nursing home in the state of Kansas or Missouri paid for by Medicaid. So you're on Medicaid, you're living in a nursing home. Okay, Cannot move to another facility. You're stuck with where you're at. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. It is false. You can move to another Medicaid-certified community within your state any day, any time you want to. And that happens to be a resident right that I will cover a little later on in the program. So it's just a sneak peek at a resident right that I'll I'll tell you about later, but, uh, no, it, it's your right. It's your right to leave it. You can move. So if you're, if you're not getting the care that you think you need or deserve, you think there's some problems there, just not getting worked out, maybe just chose the wrong place and you're, and it's being paid for by Medicaid. Don't let anyone convince you of anything different. You can move anytime you want to another Medicaid certified community. Uh, assuming there's space, of course, and they can meet your needs, of course, you can move anytime you want to another place that's probably just a better fit for you. All right, we're talking about resident rights, and uh, I'm talking, uh, and, and I went to kind of a subset of that person-centered care culture change and how that ties into all these resident rights. And all of these things, all of these efforts put resident rights front and center into the care that's offered today uh, versus back in the day where um, I don't know if you could even probably find a copy of resident rights anywhere. So here's another example of culture change. And this would be the pretty tough one, I think. It's the attitudes of the staff. So think about this. You're a nurse and you Park in a parking lot and you walk up to this building, which is an institution where you take care of old people. That's used to be your thought, your thinking process. Okay. With culture change, when you pull into that parking lot, you just pulled into someone's driveway. 
when you walked through the front door, you didn't walk into a building or an institution where you take care of old people, elderly people needing your help. You just walked into the front door of someone's home. When you walked down the hall, you used to just walk into a patient room, didn't you? When you walk down the hall now, under culture change, you're walking down the hallway of someone's home, approaching someone's bedroom. When you walk into that room, you are walking into the very personal, intimate, sacred space of someone's bedroom. How differently would you act and think if that's how you really thought of it? That's the tough one to change. It takes the longest, and it also has the biggest rewards. So now, when you're entering someone's room, you're entering their bedroom. You're walking through the front door of their home. Because guess what, folks? That is the resident's home. And you're not going there to take care of old people like what I used to hear all the time back in the day. You're going there to take care of a person who lives in their home. You're in their home. You're a guest in their home. And you're there to help them with their needs throughout the day, evening and nighttime. Culture change is just part and parcel of resident rights. You have rights concerning finances and property. You have the right to manage your financial affairs. You have a right to have a personal resident trust fund or a trust account. It's like a small, like a petty cash fund. And it might have, you know, 50 bucks in it or 100 bucks in it to where if you, uh, you know, want to go on an outing and the outing and you bought lunch or something and it's 10 bucks, they can just take it out of your, your resident trust account. Or if you want, if you need a haircut, you're going to spend 15 bucks on a haircut or $30 on a, on a set and wash or, or whatever it is. Instead of carrying cash on you, which you don't ever want to do, it's like kind of like writing a check, but they just take it out of your personal trust account. Now, I would ask for an account summary and details of everything going in and out, just again, just like your checking account. I would ask to see one of those every month uh, just for an accounting and an update. It is your right to do so. And I'll tell you what, when I've been out at a lot of these communities, I've seen a lot of state deficiencies written where a resident's personal funds are not handled properly. Maybe the, there's not a, a proper accounting. Maybe they were not returned uh, to the resident after they left or maybe not returned to the estate after a person passed away. Uh, so just, just, it's not a huge amount of money, but just keep, it's your right. That's your money. So it's your, your right to manage that and know what's going on in there. It's also your right to manage your personal items. So this can be an issue, not, not, a, not every place, but some places, I would mark or label all, every single item of your clothing. And some places don't even give you an option. They have a labeling machine and they'll help you label it. Uh, some places ask you to mark your laundry. I would mark and label all of it. Take an inventory of literally every single thing that you bring with you, including your personal supplies, furniture, pictures, decorations, uh, bedding, uh, clothing, anything you bring. Just just make an inventory of that. And then if anything comes up missing, report it immediately 
to the person in charge, whether that's the administrator, the executive director, uh, whoever that person is, report that. And you know what? Most, the vast majority of the time, the missing clothing item or or whatever it might be, uh, it's been misplaced. It, it went to the wrong room or there's just an honest mistake and you'll get it back. But sometimes it's missing and it's just gone. And at that point, then I would discuss with them and ask them to replace the item. Most places are pretty good with this. And if something's missing, they will buy you a replacement item. Um, I think most places are, are really pretty good with that. You have the right to information about your care. You need to be fully informed of your care and all treatments. And I would attend all care planning meetings. This is where the staff creates and updates and follows a personalized plan of care for you. So you have input and you have a say. Guess what? This, this is you they're talking about. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and for the, for the families with an elderly loved one living in a senior care community, don't ever miss one of those. Whoever the point person is, maybe it's usually one person, maybe a couple of folks, even if you can't be there, they will tie you into the meeting with the speakerphone. Do not miss a care plan meeting. This is the perfect opportunity uh, to speak up and advocate for your loved one and for yourself. I'm going to have a whole lot more on this important subject right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free. 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with someone else, Heck, maybe you just want to go back and hear it again. Just no worries at all. Go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes. Just choose the one that you want, click the play button, give it a couple of seconds to connect, and it'll start, again, streaming to your phone, your tablet, your computer, and uh, whatever you have. And uh, and lots and lots of people listen to the podcast of this program each and every week. All right, back to my main subject and topic today, resident rights while staying in a long-term care community in the state of Kansas. These rights are the same in Missouri, and they're also the same rights that you would have at other levels of care, such as assisted living. All right, so we're talking about the right to information about your care. Another part of that is you have a right to all records pertaining to you or your loved one. You can request to see any records that contain information about you, period. This is where I get a little bit fired up. This would include nurses' notes, medication uh, uh, records, or any other records. Your name's on it. You have a right to see it. 
many facilities don't want you to see it because they may have maybe negative comments about you. They may, for some reason, a lot of places say, oh, that, that's some sort of sacred information. Well, guess what? It's information about you and you. This is straight from the regs right out of the book. You have a right to all records pertaining to you, the resident. If you have power of attorney, that gives you the right to all records pertaining to your loved one, the resident. A lot of places don't want you to know this. They don't want you to see this. But you do have the right to examine your records, period. And if you see that the record is missing all kinds of stuff, if you see, if you haven't been given your medication, here's, I'm sounding negative again. I'm, I'm just telling you, I've seen a lot of stuff in, in my day. If you haven't been given your medication, but you see on your record that it was documented that they gave you your medicine, you need to report that to the administrator right now. That means someone is either A, being lazy and not doing their job, but charting that they did, or B, they took your medicine. So watch out for that one. You have the right to request to see any records pertaining to you or your loved one. You have the right to inform the resident, physician, and family member of of uh, of uh, of any any incidents or accidents uh, that can uh, that have occurred. So that let me restate that the facility must inform the resident, physician, any family members, anyone within uh, that um, that list of of responsible parties and power of attorneys. Must be informed of any accidents, significant changes, new treatments, or transfer discharge. So this is on the facility staff to alert and inform you and all interested parties of an accident, significant change, change in treatment, new treatment, or a transfer or a discharge to another place. Unfortunately, this is where a lot of places drop the ball, especially on medication changes. You'll go to a meeting and, and, and they're going through the medicines. You're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what is that medicine for? Why I had no idea. I had no idea that my mom was, was receiving that. Who ordered that? How long has she been receiving that? What, what are we paying for that? I, I see that one dropped a lot. They should communicate to all interested parties that someone has been discharged from the facility and admitted to a geriatric psychiatric unit for evaluation. Uh, a lot of people are discharged and then their family is told after the fact. Uh, not that's That's not cool. You need to inform the family of what you're going to do and then do it so maybe the family can uh, discuss that with you before you do it. Maybe they can discuss that, uh, uh, you know, with maybe they want to be with their loved one when they're being transferred or meet them at the hospital. Sometimes, and I've, I've heard about this, I went to visit my dad and he didn't live there anymore. I'm like, where's my dad? Oh, 
Oh, well, we had some issues, and, and so we moved him over to, you know, blah, blah, blah facility. And they're like, are you got to be kidding me? Uh, this is actually, these things have actually happened. These are also need to be, these things need to be reported to the state of Kansas and Missouri. I'll tell you later on how to do that. Uh, you need to be notified of a fall or any injury to your loved one. So we're getting into kind of some, some negative territory here. And guess what? A lot of places are all over this. They, they notify you on all of these things and they're on it. And they do a great job. But a lot of places drop the ball on this. So you need to know what your rights are and the, what the expectations are. If you're not receiving notifications like this and you have a lot of questions and maybe you've lost trust, maybe it's time to look for another place to live, another community that does a better job with communications, especially on this really, really important stuff. You have the right to make care decisions you have so here's an example you have a right to choose your physician now most people fall, kind of fall back and and they'll they'll choose the uh the, the house medical director or someone on their staff uh, to be their primary care physician but you don't have to you you can uh you can choose your own doctor you can choose your own vendor such as you know pharmacy or hospice uh, service you can refuse treatments you can refuse medications frankly maybe that's not a good idea to refuse some of that stuff but it's your right to do so it's your right to leave the facility or the community although again that might not be a very good idea you can leave any time you want to period and you can choose to go to another facility if you think they might do a better job or maybe meet your needs in a better way. Uh, with, with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, we get calls all the time from either the resident or their family members saying, uh, yeah, we chose a place and we don't think that we chose the right one. Uh, we want to kind of back up and search and look at our options. We may or may not move, but can you help us vet some other options that we think, that you think would be a better fit? Uh, we work with families all the time, helping them evaluate other options. If that strikes a chord with you, if you're interested in that, give us a call at Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. 913-945-2800. We can help you do that. Because as I mentioned in the Senior Care Live question of the week, you can leave any time you want to that is your right right out of the regulation handbook it's your right to self-administer medications but there's a caveat to that if you move to a place it's their responsibility to keep you safe and make sure you're receiving what you need so if you say i want to remain independent in that part of my life i want to take my own meds then you can, but you have to demonstrate that you are responsible enough to do so. That means you have to demonstrate that you know what your medicines are, what they're for, and when to take them. If you and 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 what times and and frequency and all all of that. I mean, you have to be very very competent at that. And then if you demonstrate that you have competency uh, to do that, then then they'll let you do it. 
if you're not sure what this medicine is, and I think I take it at that time, uh, eh, that's not going to work. <laughs> Let them distribute the medicine for you so that you get it properly and on time. But it is your right to self-administer medications if you can demonstrate that you can do so properly. It is your right to be free of physical or chemical restraints. So back in the day, again, here's the negative stuff. You could literally be physically restrained and like tied down to a bed or a wheelchair. Horrible, horrible thought. Can't do that today. Oh, you'd be in so much trouble. So some people started getting around that by, well, this person is really making us work way too hard to watch after them. So we're just going to give them an extra little happy pill, wink, wink, nod, nod. And they'll be so sleepy and groggy that it would be the same as physically restraining them. And so we won't have to worry about them too much. Well, guess what? You can't do that either. That is 100% against the rules. Although I am 100% positive that that definitely still goes on today. Steve, they changed the medication with my dad because they said he was quite a handful. And now we can't even get him to wake up. I'm like... Uh, you need to do something about that. Well, they changed his medicine. I mean, do you think that's right? I'm like, no, no. You can change a person's medicine to take the edge off of anxiety, but you cannot change a medicine to the point to where they're lethargic and have no quality of life and unresponsive. That is a chemical restraint, and you cannot do it. I'm going to have some more examples of resident rights right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call us on our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. Back to my overview of resident rights. And uh, this next uh, area is going to get a little dark. Okay, and I, I don't want to be a downer about this, but this is just this is real, real stuff here. You have the right to be free from abuse, neglect, and exploitation. And let me say, the vast majority of places, this is just not a problem. It's not not a problem. The residents have the right to be free from verbal, sexual, physical, or mental abuse, corporal punishment, and involuntary seclusion. So each uh, it says each facility must not use any form of these types of abuse, neglect, or exploitation. And I'll say the vast majority of the time that happens, and there are no issues. But sometimes human beings make really bad decisions, and uh, and, and sometimes things happen. One example. It was a really good place, and it was a good place. This incident happened over the night shift, 
you had some uh, some nursing staff there who thought it would be really neat. And, and again, I, I don't, I don't under, I can, I literally not understand this. Thought it'd be really neat to whip out her iPhone and video an elderly gentleman with cognitive issues using the restroom in the middle of the night. Thought that was funny. Posted it to her social media. Ha, 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 look at this. Isn't this so funny? Fortunately, another staff saw it, saw the post, and was completely outraged, reported it to the administrator. The administrator took care of it, self-reported it to the state. That person was fired. I think criminal charges should be I don't think they exist. I think you could file civil charges, uh, but I, I think our code needs to be changed to include some of these things as criminal charges. I get so mad when I hear about these things. Uh, that facility got in gigantic trouble for that, even though they had no idea this stupid person would do such an idiotic thing. They had no clue. So they're really just about as much of a victim because they're paying for it business-wise with a huge deficiency, a J-level deficiency, huge fines, huge fines. And that cost them dearly, and they're still paying for it two years later. The facilities must not employ any individuals identified on the registry as having committed such abuse in the past. Now, this is a problem. When, when you, when these places hire people, they're supposed to go, they're, they're supposed to do an exhaustive background check. Some places do minimum background checks. Some places really amp that up and do a national deep dive background check. Make sure you don't have any, any criminality on the record. And then there's a licensure registry. If you're a CNA, CMA, LPN, RN, uh, you have to have a license. You have to keep that up every year, and there's a registry. And if you've been reported for abuse, neglect, or exploitation, that will be noted on your record. And sometimes it's even a do not hire. But guess what's going on right now? We're in a severe staffing crisis, severe staffing shortage. It, it is at a crisis level uh, almost so guess what some places do? If you have a pulse, they will hire you. Now, not all places do that. All the good places that I know of, they absolutely do not do that. But some of the places that I do not take my clients, they do do that. And so I see all kinds of deficiencies fail to properly screen staff fail to do the background check and licensure registry check prior to allowing them to provide hands-on care for residents. I see it all the time. As part of our background checks with Senior Care Consulting, we report to our clients all of the deficiencies that were found in the most recent state survey. And if we see a lot of that stuff, guess what? We're not going to go there. It's just not going to be one of our options that we show to our clients. That's just part of what you get with the thorough services of senior care consulting. The facility must ensure allegations 
of abuse, neglect, exploitation are investigated and reported immediately. I see tons of deficiencies where an incident wasn't even investigated, let alone reported. And they got, they get in big trouble for this stuff. They must maintain a written record of all investigations. They must take appropriate corrective action. All right. So all of that, man, that's a big one. That's a big one. You have the right to privacy, confidentiality, and dignity. You have a right to private records. You must approve the release of any records or information. You have the right to communicate with whomever you want to. No, no, you can't talk to them. Nope, I have a right to talk to anyone I want to. You have a right to regular access to private use of a telephone. Did you know that? Nope, use your own telephone. Nope, nope. Uh, you, the facility has to provide one for them and a private area to where they can use the phone. You have a right to retain personal possessions. You have a right to live in the same room with your spouse. I work with lots of spouses who share a room and they're together. Uh, that's usually no problem at all, by the way. You have the right to organize social groups and participate in religious and other social activities that do not interfere with the rights of other residents. You have the right to address grievances. You can voice your grievance. If it's not settled to your satisfaction, you can hotline the state of Kansas or Missouri to get that settled. Don't do it over something minimal. Give the give the facility and their staff time to address this. Don't be unreasonable, but if it's just not getting taken care of, they're not taking your grievance seriously and you want to get their attention in Kansas, Call 1-800-842-0078. In Missouri, the hotline is 1-800-392-0210. And also bring up any issues or concerns in your monthly resident council meeting. You also have a right, uh, uh, rights when it comes to being transferred or discharges, uh, discharged. Receive advance notice of discharge, but let me tell you for the record, you can be discharged if you no longer need medical treatment. You can be discharged if you're a danger to yourself or other residents or staff. You can be discharged for failure to pay. A lot of people think you cannot. Yes, you can and you will be discharged for failure to pay. And if they if they can no longer meet your needs, you will be discharged. If the resident is incapable of exercising their own rights, then uh, the responsible party, that would be someone with the appropriate power of attorney, can exercise the rights and advocate for their loved one on their behalf. So with every senior care consulting client, they get a copy of the resident rights, the state of Kansas and Missouri. That's part of our report and part of the information that we provide. If you're interested in learning more about the services of senior care consulting, Give us a call at 913-945-2800. And, man, we're already out of time. (laughs) I'm Steve Keeker. I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.